Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. Alex Jones was right. Emergency broadcast rolls on. And we are now into our number eight. And we're going to be here literally all night till midnight broadcasting live with you. I've got a huge slate of guests I'm going to tell you about shortly. Before we get started, though, obviously the World Economic Forum meeting in Davos right now. And the story is this. They want a corporate world government that has the model, the ideals, the values, and the applicable power structure based off of communism. In other words, you really have no control over your life. They'll decide what is best for you. They'll decide what is best for the planet. The ideas, the values of freedom are a failed enterprise, a failed experiment. And you need to be controlled in a corporate world government because, after all, they view themselves as the saviors of the planet. So it's not just understanding the who, but also the how. So quickly, this is a college professor that I think does a great job explaining why communism fails and why we as Americans should stand against communism at any opportunity and at every level. So here's just a brief lesson on communism and why we should never embrace it, and then I'll kind of expand on it, but it's summarized nicely here by a college professor. Let me tell you a scary story. An economics professor at a local college made a statement that she had never failed a single student before, but had recently failed an entire class. The class had insisted that socialism worked that no one would be poor and no one would be rich. A great equaliser. The professor then said, OK, we will have an experiment in this class. All grades will be averaged and everyone will receive the same grade. No one will fail, but no one will receive an A either. After the first test, the grades were averaged and everyone got a B. The students who studied hard were upset and the students who studied little were happy. As the second test rolled round, The students who studied little studied even less. And the ones who studied hard decided they wanted a free ride too, so they studied little. The second average test result was a D. No one was happy. When the third test rolled round, the average was an F. As the test proceeded, the scores never improved. As bickering, name-calling and blame all resulted in hard feelings study for the benefit of anyone else. To their great surprise, all failed. And the professor told them that socialism would ultimately fail. Because when the reward is great, the effort to succeed is great. But when the government takes away all the reward, no one will try or want to succeed. And that is socialism, my friends. A race to the bottom. So I think summarized nicely there as just a general kind of professor summarized lecture but it's understanding how not not just how you get screwed how the individual that works harder gets screwed but how the entire thing collapses in on itself and you're starting to witness that aren't you 
You're starting to witness what has happened since COVID, the degrading of just basic experiences that we've had in our civilization for so long, like good service when you go to dinner or good service when you go to a, a department store. Do you really see that anymore? Human beings that just have basic decency and respect for themselves to have decent shape or dress not like a complete bum. And so you start to see all of this degrade. The airline problems, the potholes in the road. Bridges just built collapsing on themselves. Ugly art. So whether you call it socialism, socialism, communism, it's all the same thing. The end of human freedom, human free will, self-government, and big government taking over your life, your future, your destiny, which ultimately degrades and collapses everything. And I thought we learned this. I thought we learned this. But apparently not yet. We're going to... Ladies and gentlemen, it is Tuesday, January 17th, 2023. This is the InfoWars War Room. Brought to you by InfoWarsStore.com. Part of this live Alex Jones was right. Emergency extended transmission into our number eight. We go. Still plenty of time left for you to hear from all the great guests. Again, from Alex Jones with maybe some surprises later on tonight. And then myself, your calls as well as breaking news and analysis. Let me tell you the guests we have coming up today. We're loaded. Savannah Hernandez at 3.30 from Switzerland, covering the World Economic Forum. Darren Beatty in the second hour. Matt Baker in the second hour. Roger Stone in the third hour. And Patriot Barbie in the third hour, where she was recently... I mean, I don't even know what you would call it. I mean, perved on, creeped on, stalked by a man who pretends to be a woman. And this is happening now. Goes into the women's locker room to get a nice peep show. Must be nice. And then when the women complain, they're told they need to be more tolerant. Oh, I see. A man goes into the to the female locker room like it's a strip club, and then the women are supposed to just accept that when just 10 years ago, hell, just five years ago, that would have been a crime if you asked 100 out of 100 people. Nowadays, you catch the right liberal, they say, no, that man is a woman. And then there's more news expanding on that. So those are the guests that we have coming up. I do have some news to cover as well, not to mention video clips. We'll be hearing from the World Economic Forum. Klaus Schwab ends up being there, so whatever that report of his illness keeping him from making it uh, was, was either was either fake news or he was able to make it anyway. Nonetheless, we'll have a bunch of those clips, and we'll talk to Savannah Hernandez about what's it, what it's like over there. And we've seen some of the bullying from the security, some of the bullying from the mainstream media, 
But but really, it's kind of become a. I mean, the world looks at this that understands what the World Economic Forum is and knows these are the tyrants of the planet. These are the bad guys. These are the ones that want to control your life. These are the ones that want to take your freedom. Take your gas stove or whatever it is. And, and by the way, we, I've got the whole gas stove thing really blew up in their face, no pun intended, and so there's more on that. But there's really more, and I'll probably focus on this in the next segment. This Biden document scandal is, it actually goes really deep. And, and the, question, the questions that we've had all along still remain. Why the timing? And is this being used from the get-go to stop Biden from running in 2024? I don't think they'd want to get rid of him before that, but would it be used potentially for that? And so these are the questions that people are asking. Were the documents staged there? Were they planted there? Is it being used to get Biden out? Why did the media cover it up until now? Why didn't they investigate until now? Why won't the White House answer any questions? Well, these questions may remain unanswered, but we do continue to understand the situation a little better so more details on this situation folks i'm telling you if somebody legitimately did an investigation on those stolen documents hidden at the biden house but more importantly at the penn biden center the the loose threads on that will reveal political corruption and scandal the likes of which, I mean, it's everything they accuse Donald Trump of and more, folks. And it's all sitting out right there. So it's hard to think that they would even risk exposing such corruption and how it works, even if it was strategically to get rid of Biden. And, and then you have to say it's also hard to believe that we'd actually have such a big victory exposing Biden's crime syndicate. But we now understand the situation a little bit more, and it's bad. I mean, it is really bad. It involves China. It involves tens of millions of payments coming in and out of China and Penn. It involves Hunter Biden. It turns out Joe lied about the situation, saying he kept the documents at his house. But we'll explain all of this in the next segment. Oh, but see, here's the media with their syndicated story today. The dramatic differences between the Trump and Biden document dramas. Oh, and what did I tell you day one? It's how Biden is good. Biden is honorable. It's Trump that's been impeached twice. It's Trump that's the known racist. It's Trump that colluded with Russia. All their same lies. All their same lies. The crime wave continues in the American inner cities, but the answer the Democrats have is free money for black people. Free money, they say. Well, again, and I guess Eric Adams is starting to understand this. How about all the free money that goes to the illegal immigrants? I don't want to go into them either, but okay, you give $100 billion or more to illegal immigration every year. I think uh, the inner cities where most of the, the, the poverty is, largely the black population. I think they might benefit from some of that. But no, you just want to give out more free money and then call it reparations because you're virtue signaling. 
But what about reparations for all the victims of the crimes in these cities? That would make more sense. So we're talking about that. We got some geopolitical news dealing with Brazil, dealing with Ukraine. Another strike in Ukraine, killing Ukrainian citizens. The media not reporting on it. Why? Because it's the Ukraine army using U.S. weapons to blow up Ukrainian civilians. So you won't hear about that. And you know damn well, if there was even a chance that they could claim it was Russia, that they would, and it'd be the top story. But because it's Ukrainian citizens getting blown up by Zelensky's armies using U.S. weapons, killing Ukrainians, the media doesn't report on it. Meanwhile, people are starting to catch up. Wait a second. You're telling me that famous movie from the 2000s that was one of the more popular movies that year and critically acclaimed? You're telling me the Dallas Buyers Club movie? You're telling me the bad guy was Anthony Fauci? You're telling me all the people that were killed by the government and the government agents in that movie, that was Fauci? Oh, wow. It's starting to go viral as some of these old clips are surfacing where they literally call Fauci uh, out by name. So as the vaccines continue to do so much harm. All of that with the guests coming up, ladies and gentlemen. Glad you could be here for this Alex Jones was right. Alex was right. Emergency transmission. Remember to use hashtag Alex was right when tweeting out the links like conspiracyfact.info or Getter or Facebook, wherever you're putting them. That is, if you're still allowed there. And remember to go to band.video to the Alex Jones predictions page, and then you can go to the playlist there. Alex was right, and we've got dozens of short clips that you can download and easily repost. They're under all the time and size restraints. And then using hashtag Alex was right, we can make that trend, and we can continue to get bigger audience numbers here to hopefully get more support so that we can stay on the air. And I was just in a brief meeting with Alex before going on air, just talking about how we're doing. And he said, you know what? We're doing a big push right now. We need people to go to the website and buy products. We'll see how it looks like at the uh, end of the day. But no matter what, he says, no matter what, I'm going to be here tomorrow and the day after, and we're going to continue fighting on. And we believe that the audience will continue to come through to keep us on the air. And we make it easy, folks. We've got big sales right now. The Alex Was Right sale is going on at InfoWarsStore.com. So go to InfoWarsStore.com, support this transmission, keep us on the air. You want to beat the New World Order? You want to stop their globalist agenda? Well, so do I. And I've been the most effective individual in the fight against the globalist. And I've got their number, and I know how to bring them down. But ladies and gentlemen, I can't do it without your support. And the good news is we're only under about $200,000 a month. The bad news is the enemy is intensifying their attacks on every front, but I'm not going to back down. And I'll never give up, but I could give out. So please keep me on the field. Keep me on the front lines against the enemy while getting great products at the same time that will empower you and your family. InfoWarsStore.com for the best supplements and more. Or just make a straight donation, big red banner at the top of InfoWarsStore.com, and that way all the money goes towards the fight, not part of it going towards product cost. 
But I thank you all for your support. Please commit now to go to InfoWarsStore.com and get great products and make donations. I thank you for your support. Now take action. The globalists are counting on you not taking action. Introducing InfoWars, super high-end supplement line at up to 50% off what these same formulas are sold for in stores. It's InfoWars MD, exclusively available at InfoWarsStore.com. We have a new line of super quality CBD oils that are incredibly good for your entire body at InfoWarsStore.com. We have Libido RX, Better Mood, Nitric Boost, Mushroom Max Powerful Nootropic, Ageless Vitality Collagen, Superfood Greens, and more. Our turmeric formula is 95% humanoid, the strongest and best on the market. These formulas and more under the InfoWars MD banner are at InfoWarsStore.com. They are private-labeled clones of the top brands in the country for up to 50% off where you're going to find them in stores and on other online stores. This is our new InfoWars MD incredible line. The War Room. InfoWars.com forward slash show. goes deep and it is a very serious situation now whether or not it's being used as a control mechanism of joe biden as a blackmail against him or there's something else going on that remains a mystery but we are getting more facts about the now at least three stolen secret documents stolen classified document troves We now know of at least three that Biden was holding, and we know that the White House was aware of this before the midterms. Of course, burying the story, not leaking it to the media, and not having a special counsel investigation, all of which has happened since the midterms. So obviously people ask why. And the why remains, but the what, we're starting to get a better picture of now we covered briefly some of the long history of the corruption of u.s politicians in ukraine that goes back decades the pelosi's are involved there the Kerry's, the biden's and so many more uh mccain cheney you name it so there's always been a long there's been long corruption and and money laundering and weapons laundering and information laundering that's been going on in ukraine for years the U.S. has overthrown leaders, meddled in elections, everything. So there's there's a long history there that I don't want to get too much into because I want to focus on what we know about the Biden documents. So we know at least three secret classified documents that aren't even supposed to be viewed outside of a skiff, basically a, a secure room. You can't even take them out to read them. And Biden had these documents stolen or somehow they ended up at his office and his private residence. He claims he has no idea. Okay, he has no idea. Did somebody plant them there? Is that what he's arguing? Is that what he's claiming? And then the lawyers find it and we know the rest. But what about the Penn Biden documents? So we know in the Obama years, 
there were transactions and and political discussions and transactions going on between Ukraine and America. And Obama, at least as far as the media representation, was not as interested in the Ukraine situation as he was in the Iran situation, let's say. And while Biden was extremely interested in the Ukraine situation, he wasn't really getting the cooperation he wanted from Obama. But when it was all said and done, they, they already got Obama, Obama involved. McCain got Obama involved when he was a senator. And so my guess is there was some tit for tat between Biden and Obama where Biden saying, look, you're going to do what you're going to do in Iran. I'm going to do what I'm going to do in Ukraine. And that's why some of the initial reports were that the Biden documents were involving Iran and Ukraine. And of course, now we know China, but I'll get to that in a second. So whatever happened between Barack Obama, Joe Biden and Ukraine in the final two years of the Obama years or or since the Council on Foreign Relations statement from Joe Biden, where he talked about how he bribed uh, the Ukrainian government to stop investigating the company that his son was getting paid by and other Democrat children were getting paid by. Something happened between then and the end of the Obama presidency, and I think it's in those documents, whatever that is. And now, of course, we see the continued corruption in Ukraine since Biden becomes president. So what was in those documents? Was it used as blackmail against Obama? Did Biden want to take those documents so nobody could see what happened? These are the questions we don't know. But here's what we do know about the Penn-Biden office. This was public information. The Penn-Biden office was used by Biden, admittedly, to connect Chinese and American business and political interests. And do you know who was running that office? This is where it gets even more interesting. Who was running the Penn Biden office when they were doing tens of millions of dollars of transactions from Chinese donors anonymously to Penn? Tens of millions anonymous Chinese donors that were not there until after the Penn Biden office was set up where Biden had hid stolen documents. Who was running that office? Anthony Blinken. Anthony Blinken was running the office. So now you've got Anthony Blinken who's involved in this corruption. So was he the guy that set up Joe Biden? Is he the one now controlling Joe Biden? Or is he along for the ride, whatever it is, with Joe Biden? So that situation gets interesting. Who were the Chinese donors? How were they connected through Biden, Blinken, and Penn? And where did that money go? And these questions don't even involve the secret documents that Biden stole and hid there. Now let's get to the other documents. So then Biden claims, well, these documents were at my house in my locked garage. Well, guess what? Turns out that wasn't true either. The house where the documents were discovered were actually under the ownership of one Hunter Biden, not Joe Biden. Oh, and the garage was locked, he says, and the house was locked, he says, as if that makes any difference. How did the documents get there? Why were they placed there? 
Why was there no alarm over the original discovery of said documents? What role did Anthony Blinken and Hunter Biden play in all of this? And all the money that went through UPenn from anonymous Chinese donors went where exactly? These are the obvious questions the media should be asking and trying to get answers to. Problem is, most of them aren't interested because they'd rather protect the Democrat Party and the Biden crime syndicate. Or you can, and some have, asked these questions to the White House to no avail. To no avail. And then here is your corrupt American media with their syndicated story pushed everywhere today. Headline MSN.com. The dramatic differences between the Trump and Biden document dramas. And don't you know, it's Trump is the bad guy and Biden is the good guy. And that's all you need to know. It's Biden, so it's on the up and up. He's cooperating. He's not the guy twice impeached. Not him. He's the good guy. Don't worry about Biden documents. And of course, what is the what is the real difference between the Biden documents and the Trump documents? What is the only real difference that has any actual leverage in this debate? Donald Trump was the president, and he had every right to take whatever documents he wanted as the president. Biden was the vice president and could not take whatever documents he wanted. And in fact, it's been debated whether or not he could take the documents or not, or whether he could, but he would have to have Obama's signature. It's, it comes down to those two things. Could he have taken the documents and gotten it approved by Obama? Well, you'd think you'd hear of that if that was the case, or did he just outright steal the documents, and how did that go down? So that's the latest, what we know about the stolen classified documents and hidden classified documents by the Biden crime family. Is this being used to get Biden out in 2024? Or will it get him out faster? It's your last chance to own a piece of real history. Your support of InfoWars has made history. We've had the most devastating effects against the globalists, and their whole agenda is in deep trouble. But now it's more important for us to stay on air than ever. And if you don't support us, we will shut down. I am asking you from the bottom of my heart to commit even harder to the support you've given to this fight and to go to InfoWarsStore.com right now and get one of the last signed copies of The Great Reset and The War for the World, my number one worldwide bestseller. You can buy the unsigned book at InfoWars. You can buy it at Amazon, buy it anywhere. But if you want to get the signed copy and be part of a fundraiser to keep us on air at this critical point, if you want to answer our bat signal, please go to InfoWarsStore.com and get your signed copy of The Great Reset and The War for the World right now. I want to thank all of you that did get signed copies, and I want to encourage those of you that didn't to take action now, and please keep us on air. Thank you so much. Please take action. Infowars.com forward slash show. Warning. This broadcast is not for the weak-minded. It's the War Room with Owen Schroyer. Watch the live stream at band.video. Savannah Hernandez is in Switzerland reporting on the Davos World Economic Forum meeting. Where, of course, they're telling you how important it is to sacrifice your lifestyle. Don't drive a car. Don't eat a steak. Just sit in a pod and eat bugs. And, you know, maybe we'll 
power the internet on for an hour a day so you can watch your favorite Netflix show telling you how to be gay. You know, that's the vision they have for us. So obviously for all of these world leaders, Savannah, to come into Switzerland, they wouldn't be flying their luxury private jets and jumbo jets carrying the private jets. So surely they came by rowboat or by hot air balloon. Did you spot any Zeppelins? Have they learned how to fly? How have our overlords that want us to uh, stop our carbon footprint, how did they get to Switzerland? I mean, certainly they practice what they preach. Well, you know, I did see one horse and carriage, so I'm sure that all of the attendees and members at the World Economic Forum in the most remote Swiss village, right, in Davos, very, very hard to access. I'm sure they all came in on horse. I was actually talking to some of the attendees about how these statistics came out in 2022 um, that showed that over a thousand private jets were used to bring in members, attendees, speakers last year. And I was like, hey, guys, um, this is kind of hypocritical. What do you think? And one member was like, oh, well, they should just ride in a bicycle. That's what I've been doing. So, um, you know, horses are here. Uh, the option of riding a bicycle into Davos has yeah, been what's proposed. Yeah, what's the ascent? Uh, but, what's the um, ascent on that? Like uh, 1,200, 1,500 feet on a bike? Look, I couldn't even walk up a flight of stairs here in Davos because the altitude was so much for me. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm out of shape. Maybe I do need to start eating the bugs and living in a pod and stop eating so much meat. I don't know. But um, uh, yeah, you know, a thousand private jets used last year to bring in the attendees. And uh, it's absolutely hilarious to see all of the gas vehicles driving through the one road that goes through Davos. My main question is, where are all of the just stop oil protesters to glue themselves to the road in protest of all of the gas vehicles being used this week? Because, again, uh, you know, they could very simply do this. But, uh, you know, I was thinking about it. And uh, those people are probably paid off by the same World Economic Forum members that are speaking this week. So maybe. Maybe that's why they're not here. Darn, they couldn't make it. Uh, so Klaus Schwab, he, I mean, I'm assuming he flew in on Pegasus, uh, you know, his horse. He just flew in there. A zero emission horse. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, the uh, focus of the World Economic Forum this week is the the cost of living crisis. So Klaus Schwab, of course, could not be seen flying in on a private jet. We didn't want to see the helicopters that are also flying people from their private jets into Davos. So, um, you know, they've really tried to stay very secluded in how they're being transported over here. Um, but uh yeah, interesting scene on the ground. Same thing that we're seeing every single year. The hypocrisy, uh, very, very apparent. And, and I have to say this, Owen. So the attendees of the meeting, of course, have to take PCR tests. Now, this is not surprising to anybody in the audience here. But the funny thing to me is that if you deny the PCR test, then your digital ID badge that would grant you access to the meeting is then uh, basically denied, right? You're, you're not able to use your digital ID badge anymore. Or if uh, you test positive for COVID-19, because as we all know, the vaccination has been around. We've been dealing with COVID for three years at this point. Natural immunity, herd immunity is also a factor. Uh, however, the mindset of the WEF organizers still very much afraid of COVID. So if you refuse to capitulate to their ridiculous PCR test, then they're going to deactivate your badge and not allow you to participate in this meeting, which is just the perfect cherry on top of the hypocrisy cake um, of how they're trying to say they want to save global populations. Uh, you know, we're not going to impose too much. We want to focus in on the cost of living crisis. No, this is a perfect example of how if the global population does not bend the knee to their ridiculous policies, whether it has to do with the economy, climate change, take your pick, how they would essentially just excommunicate us from society and not allow us to participate. Well, exactly. I don't know why 
that it's the guests here, the crew here, the host here that can see this and others can't. But I mean, it's obvious to me where this goes, folks. OK, so right now it's well, you have to take a test to see if you have a virus to get access to this event. And you and you may think, well, that's innocent enough and they may just want to protect the people inside. OK, whatever. But no, if you don't see where this goes with these very people telling you where they want it to go, I, it's just amazing. What's that machine, guys? I mean, I call it a stack of dominoes, call it a game of chess. But what's that machine where you start with a ball and basically the momentum of the ball goes through this whole thing, like the mousetrap game and knocks things over and blows up balloons and pops other things. It's like a whole it's a whole apparatus thing. And I, I don't know why here in InfoWars, but we see where this goes. So, folks, this is how it goes. You wake up one day. In, in, in your pod that you don't own and you want to go outside. Okay, well, guess what? You're locked in that pod. And if you want to exit that pod, they're going to have to prick you to see if you have a virus or not. And so boop, you get pricked and, oh, you have a virus. Sorry, 48-hour quarantine for you. You can't leave your pod for 48 hours. That's where this goes. Total control, all in the name of stopping climate change or stopping a virus. Now, all of a sudden, you're locked in a pod eating a bug You can't even go outside because you just failed your virus test. Exactly. And one of the mindsets as well that I really wanted to focus in on here is, of course, the attendees' viewpoints on climate change. Because to be quite honest with you, uh, the climate change has been one of the best tools to keep people fearful. COVID is long and over, you know, it's, it's done with. So we're now seeing the implementation of climate change to continue to scare the populations. Now, I made it a point to really delve into the realities of what uh, not using fossil fuels in I guess the entire world would look like, right? And I have been looking past it at the history of climate change. And in the 1970s, it was global cooling in all of the ice ages, right? In the 1980s, it was uh, global warming. And then the ozone layer had a huge hole in it. Now, apparently that hole is shrinking and we're dealing with climate change. So it's so interesting to me to see how, um, you know, that entire thing has evolved. And then you come to the World Economic Forum, which is supposed to be some of the best and the brightest, some of the most influential people in the entire world. And you have a 10 saying that the climate crisis is so severe that millions of people are going to die, that entire islands are going to be flooded. So you're still seeing this mind virus of propaganda and how effective climate change is as a tool to keep the population subservient and fearful. And and I was thinking about this, right, because we've already seen how Gen Z and millennials are afraid um, of the climate. They're afraid of fossil fuels, the very fossil fuels that run this entire world. They're afraid to procreate and have children. They're afraid to eat meat. They're afraid of farming for crying out loud. Um, So you have this entire population that is so afraid that they are willing to give up all of their rights and freedoms to the World Economic Forum that doesn't give a damn about them, pardon my French there. And it's it's really heartbreaking to see, um, you know, at this point, if you're a grown adult willingly attending the World Economic Forum and being this ignorant about what's really going on, maybe you're too far past saving. Uh, but Owen, I'm not joking. I asked an individual what he thought about climate change. And he said, there is no snow in Switzerland. Look around. There's no snow here. It's freezing. It's 18 degrees. There's snow everywhere. Who said that? What? What? A WEF attendee that I was interviewing, I was like, hey, what's your view on the climate crisis and climate change? He said, look around, look at the mountains. Have you seen them? There's no snow. So that's just, he's just totally, that's just somebody gaslighting you. I mean, that's just, we, yeah, we're, we're messing with you. We, we run your life. We own you. We're going to tell you there's no snow when you're in the middle of a blizzard. No, no. This was an attendee of the World Economic Forum who was genuinely fearful and upset. He had every like single talking point. a concerned citizen? 
concerned guy. He was a young 20 year old who was there to network concerned guy. Every talking point in the book um, about how, again, millions are going to die, how we have to save the impoverished third world nations and green energy is the only way that we are going to do that. So, uh, yeah, you know, you're playing the rebel news clip right now. The last time I checked, uh, that was snow. It's absolutely freezing over here. My toes have been so cold. I haven't been able to feel them. But apparently the climate crisis is so bad that um, we're experiencing a warm winter and there's no snow in the mountains here in Switzerland. I forget the most recent example. This is yet another example where you can take two images and and you'll take a, two people and they'll see completely different things. It reminds me, maybe, I mean, one of the less important examples, but it just shows when the left was arguing that Ethan Klein was in better shape than Joe Rogan. And you're just sitting here and you're looking at this man who's morbidly obese, doesn't look like he could do a sit-up, a push-up, or a pull-up compared to Joe Rogan, who is in extremely great shape for a man his age. And they say, oh, Ethan Klein is in better shape than Rogan. It's like the same thing. They look around, they say, look, there's no snow. Look, it's getting so warm. And there's a damn blizzard going on, people skiing around him. I talk a lot about the great successes InfoWars has had. I don't think anybody can deny it. And it is because of listeners and viewers supporting us. But when we talk about the crew at InfoWars, people behind the scenes, the researchers, the writers, they really have been the MVPs in this fight. And when we look at Harrison Smith and Owen Schroyer and the hard work they engage in every day, five, six, seven days a week, it's really just incredible. So for myself, the whole InfoWars crew, I thank you for your past support. And I want to encourage you now to realize that InfoWars cannot stay on air if you do not support us. I know you spread the word. I know you pray for us. and That's wonderful. Keep doing it. But most viewers and listeners never go to InfoWarsStore.com and you never buy great products that enrich and empower your life while at the same time keep us on air. I know that less than 1% of our listeners actually go buy products at InfoWarsStore.com. If just 1% more of you took action and went to InfoWarsStore.com, our funding problems will be over. Please take action now. Ladies and gentlemen, InfoWars Live products have always been the highest quality, triple tested, and you've seen the rave reviews. But doing deep research, we made contact with the top company in the United States, and it turned out they were supplying almost all the raw materials to the companies that we were already using. So we've gone directly to the source, and that means we can give you lower prices on the very same high-quality supplements, and in some cases, even better. Introducing InfoWars MD at InfoWarsStore.com. InfoWars MD exclusively at InfoWarsStore.com has 10 new products. Turmeric 95, Libido RX, Better Mood, Nitric Boost, Mushroom Max, Anotropic, Angels Vitality Collagen, Superfood Greens, and more. Just take the Superfood Greens. This is the highest quality greens out there, and it's at a price way, way lower then the same product on store shelves for up to twice the cost. Find InfoWars MD at InfoWars Store. The War Room. InfoWars.com forward slash show. I mean, seriously, the joke would be Savannah Hernandez interviewing a liberal at like a ski resort. And it's just like there's a a blizzard going on and people are snowboarding and they're like doing tricks and jumps over the camera and over the interviewee. And there's people doing ski skiing tricks and 360s and flying down the mountain and throwing snowballs. And they're like, 
yeah, you know, there's no snow anymore. Global warming has destroyed the winter we- the winter months here, and, and it's just, I mean, that's how in denial of reality they are. It's really an incredible thing. It's an in- it's an incredible psychological spectacle that uh, you got a taste of, where you're sitting there in the middle of a blizzard, and the guy says, "There's no snow anywhere." Oh, and and you know what? You you say that this is a joke. But it's not. Keep in mind that Davos is a ski resort and it is January. So as he's telling me there's no snow on the ground, people are walking by in their ski boots, dragging their skis. And we made a joke video today. And that's actually what happened. Uh, One of my producers throws a snowball at me as I'm saying there's no snow. So it's funny that, you know, you phrase this as this joke, but that's genuinely what was happening. Like in the hills behind us, people are literally skiing down these snowy slopes. You can't even write comedy. It just writes itself with these leftists. Yeah, yeah, you know, the Babylon Bee was ahead of their time by making these joke headlines that ended up just becoming real life. Uh, you know, sadly, I'm living it in the real world, modern day in Davos, Switzerland. It's a beautiful thing to see, you know, and, and listening to these people. Um, I just I, you know, I, I had faith in humanity. I'm losing faith in humanity. It, it comes in waves, you know. Well, it's truly beyond Stockholm syndrome. I mean, it's just denying the reality that's right in front of your face. Not not just siding with your captor with everything they say, but it's it, you don't even have a sense of reality. You don't even have a sense of the real world that you exist in anymore. Now, Elon Musk has poked a lot of fun at the World Economic Forum in Davos since this entire thing is kicked off. Elon Musk mocks the World Economic Forum, master the future, doesn't sound ominous at all. I guess this is their new tagline, master the future. Uh, Yeah, that's their idea. They decide your future. They are your masters. Uh, So Elon Musk, you know, I don't think he gets invited to these events. He's poking fun at these people. To me, when I see Elon Musk uh, joking about the World Economic Forum hacks, it's another uh, another good sign we get from the world's richest man. And you know what's an even better sign, Owen, is that he actually was invited to Davos this year and he he rejected the invitation and he was like, yeah, the WEF gives me the willies. That's something that he tweeted out yesterday. So, I mean, you know, Elon Musk himself has been a direct victim of the ridiculous fake policy that these same elites push out. I believe that Tesla was given a very low ESG score because of I don't even remember what Reuters had written about, but basically uh, the elites don't like Elon Musk because he's pushing back against them. So now they're coming after Tesla, even though Tesla has done a lot in regards to, you know, reducing carbon emissions, which is supposed to be their their top thing. But I want to go back to something that you said at the beginning there where you're like, okay, they're talking to these people and it's, uh, it's shown that they're just so detached from reality. And that's exactly what it is, right? If you look into the concept of climate change and really getting rid of fossil fuels, Uh, Again, it's so funny to me because it's like, oh, these poor third world countries, we need to help them by eradicating fossil fuels. And it's like, okay, so you want to help third world countries by getting rid of cost, uh, you know, uh, money saving, easy to transport fuel that actually would lift a lot of these impoverished countries out of their poverty. On top of that, um, let's not forget that a lot of these African children are the ones that are mining for cobalt for a lot of those electric vehicles. But, you know, these these uh, leftists love to say and they love to grandstand. They love to virtue signal and say that this is for the poor, impoverished people. No, if you have the mentality of net zero carbon emissions, that is the most elitist and first world response you could possibly have in regards to uh, our modern day energy. I'm all for the theoretical discussion of 
what are we going to do to the planet at this pace in, say, a thousand years? A thousand years. I, I'm, I'm all for having that theoretical conversation and looking at that and saying, OK, you know, is is this something as humanity we're destined for or, or do we do we change course? This is thousands of years down the road, not not a generation or two away. The big lie they want to tell you. But that's not even what they're doing. See, when they deny the third world access to industrialization, they're denying the third world to come out of the third world and become the first world. What is it that gave Americans the highest standard of living on the planet? And then, and then was the industrial revolution around the planet industry bringing coming out of the third world, introducing the first world lifestyle. You have, you can have a house that has heating, air conditioning, uh, easy access to energy, affordable for most people, even if you are poor or low economic status. And this is all because of the first world. And then Obama goes to Africa and he says, sorry, you can't come out of the third world because that's going to kill the planet. So it's like, hey, look, you want to have a legitimate discussion and say we're stewards of the planet at the rate humanity is at. Realistically, what are we looking at? Maybe a thousand, two thousand years before what? We've populated more of the earth than is still unpopulated. We've deforested a much of the earth that's not forested. We're thousands of years down the road. But see, because they're dishonest about that, because they're dishonest about that right out of the gates, there's no need or reason to trust these people. Exactly. And I want to focus in on something, too, right, because a lot of people say, oh, conservatives don't care about the climate. They don't care about the earth. But that's actually false. What we're pushing back against is this false climate change distraction that is based in, again, these ESG scores, these policies that really aren't of helping anybody, to be quite honest, because if you do look at wind and solar, for example, these are not reliable forms of energy, and they also have a huge impact on nature. And what happened to nuclear? How come that's never brought to the forefront? I believe a speaker today at the World Economic Forum did ask that question. He was like, hey, let's stop talking about net zero emissions if we're not going to bring nuclear to the forefront. So you're exactly right, Owen. We can't keep proposing these pretend solutions when in reality, nobody wants to actually fix the problem. And to be quite honest, it reminds me of our own government. I've been focusing in on a lot of the homelessness and drug crisis in these Democrat-run cities nationwide. And the thing that I keep coming back to in every single city is that the government continues to perpetuate these problems because, you know, if homelessness and drug addiction are fixed, then they're not able to fund the programs to fix this. So again, this is basically just another giant money laundering scheme where the people on top are profiting off of our problems. Again, going back to the cost of living, uh, crisis that the World Economic Forum is focused on this week, that is a direct result of their policy. The rising food prices, the rising energy prices, that is all because of the World Economic Forum. Let's not forget that. So uh, it's so funny that they're trying to pretend that they're fixing the problem. I think that this is really a celebration of their plans being enacted very successfully. Well, I'm quoting John Kerry. He said, in order to save the planet, I need money, 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 money. I don't know how many monies was it? Is that, guys, is that the clip we have in clip eight? I can't remember. We got all these World Economic Forum clips here. Oh, that's John Kerry saying he's basically an alien. No, he said it. He said, we need money, 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 money. Oh, thank you for telling us your big climate scam, uh, just like you did with the COVID scam. And uh, to no one surprised, uh, World Economic Forum update. Leadership is fully behind Ukraine. That doesn't surprise us at all. Are you hearing anything about uh, the war in Ukraine here uh, in Davos? 
of course, everybody's rallying around Ukraine. Let's send billions more to Ukraine. Poor Ukraine, this and that. It's the same old talking point, Owen. You could literally go to CNN and go print out whatever talking point they have regarding climate change, the economy, social justice, equality, because that's a big thing here. We have the Equality House because gender equality is a very big issue in Davos, Switzerland, where, you know, if you are attending this event, by the way, you have paid thousands of dollars to get here, and they're talking about gender equality and putting that at the forefront. It's such a freaking joke. It's laughable. And to be quite honest, somebody, well, somebody doesn't need to come and tell these people and wake them up to the reality of their hypocrisy because they know. That's why they're trying to keep us distracted with climate change because they don't even believe this hypocrisy. That's why uh, John Kerry flies in his private jet to pick up his climate awards because he knows the world is not going to spontaneously combust. Now we're getting news here High-priced prostitutes descend on Davos for high-powered leaders at World Economic Forum. Do we know anything about that? Are they of age? Is uh, Maxwell still running this prostitution ring from jail? What's going on here? With Epstein gone, how are they getting their whores? That's something I'm going to go look for tomorrow, and I'll be on the ground looking for the WEF prostitutes and seeing if I can get any inside scoops on what really goes on behind the scenes here. I don't know. You know, you might have to be careful. Some of them might be minors. Uh, so you got to be careful with that, but, uh, no surprise here. It look, they, they go, this is all a big flex for them. They flex their power. They flex their wealth. They, they bring in their, they have their little sex events. They brag about how powerful they are and they're going to dominate you on TV. So Savannah, where can people continue to follow your work there, uh, reporting from the world economic forum in Davos? Go follow me on Twitter at Sav underscore says underscore and Instagram, of course, at Sav with one N. I'll be on the ground all week and giving giving you guys live coverage and asking, again, the questions that we otherwise wouldn't hear because uh, we're in such a remote location. All right. There goes Savannah Hernandez. Thank you for joining us here on this Alex Was Right special extended transmission. We roll on to our number nine right after this short break. In early 2022, InfoWars launched a very important fundraiser that kept us on air. Your support of that fundraiser is the reason we are still here today fighting the globalist and having incredibly successful results. So I thank you for your past support. Now, that was a three-coin series, the founding member coin. The final coin that we're putting out for a long time is the Teddy Roosevelt Man in the Arena coin, exclusively available at 1776coin.com. There are only a few thousand of the coins left. And yes, there's a markup on the coins because that's why it's a fundraiser. And the coin is a collector's item memento of your support during the second American Revolution. So if you want to get one of these coins, they're going fast and you can get $30 off on the coin with promo code 1776 at 1776coin.com. Thanks for keeping us on the air. The fight for the future is now. This is The War Room with Owen Schroyer. Watch the live stream at band.video. More footage is surfacing of the Davos elites, the World Economic Forum elites landing in their private jets and private helicopters while they tell you to limit your carbon footprint, but they have these lavish secret meetings. I guess they're not secret anymore. They've been exposed. But let's understand how this works. A story 
is from today on MSN. Billionaires in blue states face coordinated wealth tax bills. And so here's what happens. These Democrat states raise taxes. Whether it's on the rich or the poor, it doesn't matter. They raise them across the board. And so the poor who can't leave end up footing the bill, but the rich who can afford to leave, leave. And then the states go into a deficit. California may be the best example. But what else is the story here? Well, the rich and the elites know how to basically write themselves out of the very tyranny that they're building for you. And they always complain about, oh, Donald Trump doesn't pay his taxes or whatever. Well, no. Uh, Rich people that are smart and have good tax attorneys do everything they can to pay the littlest amount of tax legally. And there are others that will illegally not pay taxes. That's a different story. But the point is, they always leave themselves an out. And it's the same thing that's going down with this whole carbon footprint carbon emissions, carbon credit agenda where they'll tell you you can't fly on a plane, you can't drive a car, you can't eat steak, but they'll always be allowed to do that. They'll be above that law. They'll be able to write themselves out of that tyranny. It's just for you. And so that's the important thing to understand when you apply. You think that our government now is above the law? Yeah, wait till it's the corporate world government and you're even under more tyranny than you can even imagine. Now, quickly, let's flash back. This is in 2018 when Donald Trump was at the World Economic Forum with Klaus Schwab. Do you miss Donald Trump being the president? Here he was in clip 10. I believe that today we need to strike the right balance between the necessary rebuilding of national social contracts and at the same time strengthening our multilateral system to address critical issues such as trade, investment, terrorism and migration. I'm aware that your strong leadership is open to misconceptions and biased interpretations. Therefore, it is so essential for us in the room to listen directly to you. I'm here today to represent the interests of the American people. I'm here to deliver a simple message. There has never been a better time to hire to build, to invest, and to grow in the United States. Regulation is stealth taxation. The U.S., like many other countries, unelected bureaucrats, and we have, believe me, we have them all over the place, and they've imposed crushing and anti-business and anti-worker regulations on our citizens with no vote, no legislative debate, and no real accountability. In America, those days are over. As president of the United States, I will always protect the interests of our country, our companies, and our workers. We are lifting self-imposed restrictions 
on energy production to provide affordable power to now, our sadly, citizens and businesses. And sadly, Donald Trump out of office and everything that he's done in regards to what he just said there has been reversed. And now we're getting crushed by the global elites. Thanks to Joe Biden. I think America is a good thing that needs to. Transmission here at Infowars.com slash show and band.video brought to you by InfoWarsStore.com. And we're joined now by Dr. Darren Beatty at Darren J. Beatty on Twitter. His website, Revolver.news, a great place daily to go for news and information. Darren joins me now. Darren, uh, three things I'd like to open up the floor here for you to discuss. Uh, I'll throw the three topics out there and let you pick. Uh, Do you want to get into the recent tortures and torments of the J6 defendants? Do you want to get into the situation in Brazil and maybe similarities to that? Or perhaps the Biden secret classified stolen and hidden documents? Where would you like to go, Darren? I'll pick door number three, Owen. The Biden documents. You know, here's what's incredible about this, Darren. We are slowly but surely learning more and more facts about this Yet the biggest questions remain unanswered and, quite frankly, unasked by the American media. Like, why the timing? Why was Hunter Biden involved? Who are the anonymous donors to UPenn from China? And where did all the money go? This is just a starting point, though. No, I think it's really interesting. And I have to approach the issue with a degree of healthy suspicion. I haven't followed the issue perhaps as closely as I should have. But I wonder, how did this come about in the first place? Why is this a thing? Why are former Clinton advisors saying, oh, this could be the end of Biden? So what's the real agenda here? And, you know, it's a genuine question. I really like to know where it came from, because it can be two things. It can be true. It can be a genuine scandal but it could be deliberately put in front of our eyes right now for some ulterior reason that we really need to understand. And so I wonder, is this some faction of the regime acknowledging that Biden is too senile and incompetent to continue as president, and so this is their way of getting rid of him? Is this a way to kind of distract Republicans just as they're setting up a kind of church style committee so they won't look into other things going on in the FBI, maybe so they won't pursue certain materials related to January 6th. How much there is there? I think there are a lot of these kinds of questions that we need to consider on a meta level, even as we appreciate and digest what a scandal it is in its own right. Well, and I think the one piece of information that really begs the answer to the questions you just proposed is the is the timing of this. Right. They found these Mm -hmm. documents just days before the midterm elections. There was no media story. There was no buzz. There was no investigation. There was no calls for a special counsel. Now, all of a sudden, it's in the media. It's in the press. There are calls for investigations. You're even hearing some liberals and Democrats like you're saying this could be the end of Biden. So the timing of it, I think, begs the suspicions that you have. 
I think at this point, there's no doubt at the very least they're going to use this to keep Biden from running in 2024, even if that's just a reactionary response to a true scandal. But at the very least, we know this has been known for months and it was covered up. So why now? No, it's a great question. I mean, the timing matters more than the substance itself in many ways. I mean, we can look at an example like uh, the COVID lab leak hypothesis. You know, very early on, there was a certain time where this was actually kind of an interesting and subversive thing to talk about and so forth. Um, You know, during Trump's presidency, it could have been interpreted as a vindication of the way that Trump talked about China and COVID and so forth. But then after, you know, Trump Trump got out of office, Biden's in there, the circumstances are very different. And ultimately, you see someone like Jon Stewart saying, oh, yeah, you know, maybe the lab leak thing was was legitimate after all. You have to wonder, what is the purpose of this information right now? Is this information saying, okay, now that Trump's out of office, we don't have to worry about legitimizing him. And now we can say, oh, COVID is actually some secret weapon from China, which reinforces people's fears and might make them more receptive to a vaccine push, for instance. So not all information is created equal. Even the same information has a very different political meaning depending on what time it's put out. And so I think you make a really critical point about the timing. And, you know, the mainstream media, the regime media is not going to do us any favors. If they are drumming this up, it either means that it's an intrafactional dispute within the regime of one faction trying to get rid of Biden and or it's a smoke screen and it's meant as a distraction from something that they don't want the right to look at. So I think we need to resist the temptation to think of this like, oh, this is a win for us. This is a win for us. Um, because the only reason the left is talking about it, the only reason the regime is talking about it, I guarantee you they're not trying to do us any favors and they're not trying to, you know, they have no objective interest in the, you know, protection of classified documents whatsoever. So I think we need to approach this with a healthy degree of cynicism just so we don't get scammed again. Yeah. And and sometimes we got to get a, a better boundary or, or, or course track based on the media's response to stories like this. But even the media has been kind of breaking down their response and there's a lack of consistency. So we really don't even have the walls formed by the corporate uh, regime press to kind of say, okay, well, this is where we can see it going. And and just, if you will, just levitate with me for a second. I want to unground myself from this story and just kind of levitate with me because truly the Biden hidden stolen documents phenomenon is another level of this mysticism. It's really, it's really reaching to me a mystical point where Everything that they accused Donald Trump of to try to get him out of office, essentially, they've been found guilty of. I mean, this is maybe the best example. Secret documents, hidden classified documents. Trump was the president. He could have them. Biden wasn't. And he obviously stole them. And then again, what do we see? Well, stories in the mainstream media. Biden's the good guy, though. Biden's cooperating. Biden didn't get impeached. It's okay for him to have it. So, I mean, just talk about the mythical nature of yet again, whether it's Trump-Russia collusion or whatever, everything they blame Trump of, they've been caught doing. 
Right. And, and they've been caught doing it far worse and frankly, far more, far more effectively. They're much, they're much better criminals. <laughs> they can get yeah. away with a lot of other things. And so, yes, I mean, the, the hypocrisy is evident, but the hypocrisy isn't the real story. The real story is why and why now? What scam are they trying to pull on us right now by dangling this Biden bait? Because look, I think precisely because I think that Biden is a senile figurehead, I don't think any scandals related to Biden actually get to the core of anything meaningful. It has the advantage from the regime standpoint that it gets a lot of people riled up. It's a sensationalized kind of thing. A lot of conservatives, a lot of, you know, older folks watching Fox News and everything, they love to get outraged about Biden. They love Hunter. They love laptop. Laptop material is great scandal. Um, but it doesn't ultimately get to anything subversive. I think they'd much rather people be focused on, you know, the Biden crime family, Hunter, you know, the crack smoking wheeler dealer type. And look, I'm not saying that's not true. I'm saying it probably is true, but it's just not as damaging to the regime as focusing on, you know, what is the FBI doing? What is you know, what is the DHS doing? What were they doing under the Trump administration? What's going on with Christopher Ray, with Merrick Garland? Um, they would much rather us focus on, like, even Carl Schwab is another example of somebody who's a you know, genuinely bad guy with nefarious intentions. But my personal feeling is the regime would be is much happier when we're talking about Carl Schwab than we're talking about Christopher Ray. when we're talking about Merrick Garland. Well, let's talk about what those about- guys are up to as far as the torture and torment of J6 defendants on the other side of this break with Dr. Darren Beatty. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your last chance to get a historic signed copy of my number one best-selling book, The Great Reset and The War for the World, exclusively available at InfoWarsStore.com. Yes, you can get the book in stores. You can find it online. But if you want to get a historic signed copy and be part of our fundraiser to stay on air, go to InfoWarsStore.com and go to the book section and get your signed book. There are only about a 1,000 of these left. And when they're gone, they're gone. I'm never going to sign the book again. We have a little limited edition thing coming out later that's a piece of art that goes with the book. But I haven't even decided when I'm going to do that. It may never happen. But for just simple, straight-up signed books and to be part of this fundraiser, this is the last time you'll be able to get the signed book at InfoWarsStore.com. I thank you all for your support. Please go to InfoWarsStore.com and get your signed book today. And I thank you for keeping us in the fight against the globalist. InfoWars is winning. InfoWars is reaching more people than ever. We were supposed to be off the air months and months and months ago. Mainstream media told you, but it's not true. They told you we were going to be shut down. They told you we owed a billion and a half dollars. None of that's true. It's all being appealed. They want you to think InfoWars is dead. But if you simply stand up and support InfoWars, we've got years and years of appeals, and we will not be taken off the air. But if they can convince you that we've been shut down, they're going to win. Don't let the globalists psyop you and your family. Go to InfoWarsStore.com and get incredible products, supplements, books, films, t-shirts, you name it, that fund the InfoWar and empower your life and let the globalists know their psyop has not worked. 
Thanks for keeping us on air. Take action at InfoWarsStore.com today because the only people that can take us off the air is you, the viewers and listeners. The majority of you have not been psyoped, but some of you have. Do not let the globalists brainwash you. Go to InfoWarsStore.com to keep us on the air. Infowars.com forward slash show. Darren J. Beattie is with us here from Revolver.News, a great source daily for breaking news that the establishment will not tell you. And we're going to get into the latest in the January 6th coverage. Perhaps the best coverage of the January 6th defendants and the torture and the torment and the deep state is at Revolver.News. And so, Darren, we've had some developments in recent court cases lately. Um, but what about on the other side of things? Matt Gates proposing to release all, uh, they say it's about 1,700 hours or so of footage from January 6th inside the Capitol. What are some of the most recent developments in that story? Well, this is a really important thing. And I think the broader context to understand all of this is that, you know, I guess I'll, I'll give myself some credit. I think I was the first person, at least that I'm aware of, who called for a church-style committee to broadly investigate the intelligence community's abuses. I, I went on to Tucker Carlson. I did it at, I think it was June 15th, 2021. And now, um, quite a while later, it looks like we have something that could resemble a church-style committee to investigate intel abuses, among other things, pertaining to January 6th. And the latest piece that we published at Revolver.News is saying, okay, look, we've got this. We kind of memed it into reality. Um, the, the issue now is not to blow it. And we can get ahead of ourselves thinking, oh, we just do it just like what happened in the 70s. This senatorial committee led by Democrat Senator Frank Church that uncovered a lot of the kind of scandalous misdeeds that the CIA was doing that I know that you guys have talked about extensively on your show, including MKUltra and other things. This was basically uncovered in the church committee. Um, But the problem is the challenges facing this new committee that could boast great congressmen like Thomas Massey as, as members is there's a lot of, you know, a lot of differences here. So the church committee was riding off of the public wave of the Watergate scandal, which rightly or wrongly, I think wrongly, frankly, but that's another story, rightly or wrongly was perceived as abuse of power by a right wing presidency. There was the Vietnam War that was associated, you know, broadly speaking with the right, even though Lyndon Johnson was one of the worst guys in the war. It was started by JFK, whatever. Doesn't matter. What matters is the public sentiment was such that there were all of these left wing groups that were associated with the anti-war movement and so forth that were being persecuted domestically by a more or less 
right-leaning intelligence establishment. That's at least the story that was in the public's imagination. The media, which as it is now, it was the same back then, was a left-wing institution, therefore provided support and air cover for the church committee's objectives, precisely because it was about exposing the intel community's abuses against left or left-adjacent causes. Of course, the circumstances right now are very, very different. The intelligence community is fully and completely woke. So you don't have this division of power in which you have a right-leaning intelligence apparatus and a left-leaning sort of cultural institution of academia and the media. Now, it's full-spectrum dominance in which sort of the woke ideology dominates every single institution in the United States, including the national security state, which is unfortunately exactly what needs to be investigated. Um, But it's far more difficult to do that when there's such a total asymmetry in terms of power in these institutions. And so my advice, and I've talked to Massey about this and others, is my advice is we really need to approach the issue with managed expectations, focus on wins that are possible, ask for easy political asks that are high leverage. And I think the best candidate for that, frankly, Um, is we can demand the full, raw, unedited surveillance footage from the DNC that captured this alleged pipe bomber. That's an easy ask because, in theory, everybody should want to know who this pipe bomber is. But it's a high leverage ask because either, one, they reveal the footage and maybe there's the biggest scandal in the country that results from it, or two, and perhaps more likely, you see this bizarre and suspicious resistance where there shouldn't be resistance, because again, in theory, everybody should be interested in knowing who this DNC pipe bomber was. And so whether or not we go with that, I think it really is critical to combine specificity with persistence. If we get bogged down in this avalanche of information, that I think is the biggest risk and danger at this point. We need to we need to approach the issue Uh, with a scalpel in order, especially when it comes to subpoena power, in order to get anything meaningful out of this committee. Well, it seems like that is a bit of the philosophy of the House Republicans right now by proposing line item bills that basically just say, you know, cut taxes or what have you. And then the Democrats reject it. It's like a perfect thing where the Republicans can say, hey, look, we're trying to cut taxes for all Americans. The Democrats won't want to do it. You can read the bill for yourself. It's 30 words long. But when it comes right. to uh, the the supposed next uh, church committee type of thing to be formed or this weaponization of government select committee that is being talked about right now, we've seen the Democrats in complete panic. I mean, multiple Democrats have given uh, objective speeches to the select committee on the floor, uh, Adam Schiff being one of them to nobody's surprise. So clearly they are a little nervous about this committee investigating them. Otherwise, oh, why do they protest so loudly? No, they're very nervous. They say, please, please talk about the Biden documents. Please <laughs> talk about the Biden documents. Don't uh, don't look at this. Forget about this January 6th stuff. There's nothing interesting here. You're, you know, dangling, you know, a shiny piece of jewelry in front of and say, look at this. It's, you know, aren't aren't you interested in what was on Hunter Biden's laptop? 
wouldn't you much rather see, you know, the the latest uh, uh, photos of Hunter Biden with a crack pipe and hookers? Wouldn't you rather see that? You don't need to. You don't need to worry your pretty little head over the January 6th stuff. Here's 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 some more Hunter slop <laughs> to to entertain yourselves with. I mean, that's basically the posture at this point. And again, like it's our job not to get scammed by it. Quickly here, final seconds with Dr. Darren J. Beatty of Revolver.News. How much faith do you have in the House Republicans to uh, make this weaponization of government select committee successful? Well, I think structurally it's a very it's a very difficult road. I do have a lot of personal faith in Congressman Massey. I think he is one of the few guys who's a real deal who's suited for this. But can he do the whole lift on his shoulders? I think it'll be very difficult. But and that's why we need to approach the issue with a scalpel, and not get too bogged down. Don't get don't take the ADD approach. Otherwise, you're going to get nowhere. Great stuff from Dr. Darren J. Beatty at Revolver.News. Darren, thank you for your time. Thank you. Folks, visit Revolver.News every day. It's a great source for information that the mainstream is hiding from you. The second American revolution is happening right now against the New World Order. And the answer to their 1984 tyranny is the 1776 mindset. And InfoWars embodies that fight for human liberty against globalist tyranny. Now, in the last year, we've done a very successful fundraiser of silver coins. When you buy the coin, you know that you are supporting the transmission and you get a historical memento so you can remember the great contribution you made to freedom. Now, despite the fact that the coins are selling out, the last of the four coin series, Teddy Roosevelt, Man the Arena, we're offering it for $30 off right now while supplies last at 1776coin.com. And just like an NPR pledge drive where they mark up a coffee cup or a t-shirt or a DVD 300%, that's what we've done with this because it's a fundraiser. But despite that, we're offering $30 off exclusively at 1776 on what coins remain. Please go to 1776coin.com right now. Infowars.com forward slash show. Warning. This broadcast might offend the easily offended. It's the War Room with Owen Schroyer at band.video. Ladies and gentlemen, truth and debate is like sunlight to vampires when it comes to dealing with these global tyrants meeting at the World Economic Forum. And InfoWars and Alex Jones and this audience have been that light shining it on the cockroaches that, quite frankly, has them in a bit of a tizzy right now. And so we're going to discuss that with Matt Baker here at Slave to Liberty, joining me momentarily. But we are in hour nine of the Alex Was Right Live transmission, extended transmission. We're going to be live here on the War Room with an extra bonus hour. Then Alex comes back, and then we're going to be live all the way through midnight, taking your calls. Other great guests coming up as well. Everything made possible with your support at InfoWarsStore.com. So remember, if you like InfoWars transmissions, if you like all the great guests, if you want to see Alex continue putting up the great fight he has been for decades now, shop at InfoWarsStore.com. And if you've never financially supported the broadcast, today is the day to do so. 
And if you don't want a product, that's fine. We have a donation page at InfoWarsStore.com. Donate five bucks, donate 10 bucks, whatever you can afford, it will go directly towards keeping InfoWars on air. And you know, it's funny because they write all these stories about Alex Jones being worth all this money. He's not. And it, it, I mean, if they show you the bank account records, you'll see that. But, but, but what's the truth? Yeah, InfoWars and this audience has produced a lot of revenue over the years. It goes right back into the transmission. How do you think we have this nice studio, state-of-the-art studio, to come to you through all the different methods and, 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 and ways possible despite the censorship? How do you think we hire and, and keep the great crew employed, the best crew in media? That's thanks to your support at InfoWarsStore.com. So, yeah, InfoWars generates good money thanks to this audience so that we can have a live transmission feed that rivals the mainstream media, except we're not controlled, and of course, that's the difference. So, InfoWarsStore.com, the Alex Jones was right sale is happening right now. 50% off top-selling, top-rated supplements. Some of it is running low on stock, like Alpha Power, Super Male Vitality, Fizzy Magnesium, and so much more is running out of stock, but we still have it on sale right now at InfoWarsStore.com. Now, joining me is... Matt Baker, and I'm assuming that you've got. I got to tell you, you have one of the you've got one of the better T-shirt design uh, concepts going with your new Brazil T-shirt. I, I got I got to say that is a nice look there. Yeah, it's pretty nice. Huh? Yeah, it's actually available on my new T-shirt store that's just up now. It's a link in the bio on my Twitter. How you doing, Owen? It's good. It's great to be joined by you today. And I've got a perfect video to bring you in with. I'm sure you have. Have you heard of uh, Greta Thunberg getting arrested for a climate protest? Have you heard of this? Oh, yeah. Now, have you seen the recent footage that's been revealed that shows the whole thing was a setup and a stunt? No, I haven't. Ah, I get the I get the joy and the pleasure of showing you this. So the video or the photo that went viral, rather, Earlier today, which most people saw, was Greta Thunberg with a little smirk getting arrested. Now, I wasn't going to cover it for just it's not important news. That is until we now have the footage. The entire thing was faked. The entire thing was scripted. All a made for TV production. Don't believe me. Here's the footage. Watch it for yourself. <laughs> you also want those for you guys? So she's laughing, having a good time with the police. They're posing for pictures, posing for videos. The police are in on it. The mainstream media is there for the whole thing. I mean, just how scripted was this? Was I mean, it's nothing but police and Greta for a photo op. Literally. Amazing stuff. And so, and so Matt Baker, there you have it. Now, they show the one photo that makes her look like the victim, like, oh, the great climate change activist arrested again. She gets more cred. But then you look at the full picture. The whole thing was staged. And it appears to me the entire thing was a faked production. Your response, Matt. (laughs) Wow. I mean, how did they leak that out? This is incredible. I think, first of all, just, how dare you? I am a little child. You have stolen my innocence. Okay, is that good enough, guys? You guys want me to do it? Wanna... How dare you? Uh, no, actually, could you give dare. it, could you, you emphasize, dare. yeah, yeah emphasize dare. the dare a little more. How yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, there you go. Nice. I like it. Okay. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe okay, kick, can you kick maybe apart. maybe steal kick one maybe kick one of the police in the leg too to make yourself look like a real think, freedom fighter. What was that, Andrew Tate? Though in the background, though, let's have a look at that again. Do we need I to zoom in? Andrew Tate there. In, <laughs> <laughs> you know what's disgusting? How dare you! You're still in my childhood. What I think is disgusting is the fact that she's sitting there like with these stormtrooper, globalist, oppressive, not a Photoshop of the New World Order globalist police force coming here to take away your rights and poor little Greta. It's it's like it's making her look good, but it's also like getting you used to this globalist, fascist, Nazi police force like why are they wearing battle gear? Like, look at it. I mean, like, they look like they're going to war. I mean, what level of clothing do these people need? They're literally, but, but look at this. Around, you've the, got a thousand people know it's fake and they think yep. it's not going to leak out. That's what I'm saying. They're in the middle of like a mud field. Like, I mean, it's, the whole thing is scripted. There's like 300 not, Nazi stormtrooper police and then Greta Thunberg posing for pictures. That was well, that was an, a glacier. To be fair, though, that's oh. a, now a mud field because of the global <laughs> yeah, yeah. warming. That was a glacier twenty five thousand years ago. I'm green screening. All right, look this at that. Cool. How dare you! So How now we have you. to sit here. But you know, isn't it frustrating? I'm glad the video leaks out because we we know the whole thing's a scam, right? But now it's like, folks, look at the, the look at the damn scam. This is like watching a movie shoot. And you actually get to see the movie shoot, like, behind the scenes. And she looks high, too. She looks like she's ripped to me. She looks pretty baked there. She's like, whoa, bro, let's do another Whoa, man, shot, she's high bro. on the cause, bro. I mean, yeah, let's do it again, bro. Do I look pathetic enough? Pathetic! They're pathetic! Come take, a, pathetic! come take a rip. Come take a rip of my green climate agenda. <laughs> Yeah, man. I mean, how, how do they think they're going to keep that under wraps with that many freaking cameras around? But like, that was the plan. Oh they called God. their friends in the media. They called their stormtrooper cops and they staged a movie. I mean, that's literally what it was. It's like if I wanted to do a movie, that's what it would look like. Yeah. I mean, it's disgusting. You think they would at least try and make the cops look a little bit more normal. Seeing as it's, you know, that's what I'm saying. It's like they're fetishizing these, these uh, stormtrooper police at the same time, you know. It's kind of a little segue into what I what I really want to talk about a little bit is the global attack we're under. We are under a massive global attack, and we need to have a global resistance against it. That's why I'm wearing this shirt for my, my homies in Brazil who are being locked down, are being put in gulags. I, I was trying to get some interviews going with uh, some of the people in the country, and I had a few lined up, and they're just – they all – they all pushed out. I mean, I'm not pushed out. They, they all just said, I can't do it. I'm going to get arrested. I'm going to get, you know, rounded up. My friends just got rounded up. We've had their phones tapped. You know, it's, it's crazy. So I, I only managed to get an interview with someone who, who knew a lot of the people over there, Jamili Davis. And she's telling some horrific stories <clears throat> about Lulag, the, the gulag over there. You know, I'm so glad and you really bring this up, Matt. We got to take a break here, but I'm so glad you bring this up because I've had the exact same situation happen where I'm in touch with a couple Brazilians, some reporters and just some citizens, and they tell me the same thing. Oh, and I'm afraid for my life. Oh, and I'm not going to talk until I get out of Brazil. Oh, and I can't talk. I put my family at risk. 
Folks really, look, you know, the media wants you focused on Ukraine because that's where they do all their money and weapons laundering. What's going on in Brazil is horrific. Brazil is a true natural ally of the United States, unlike Ukraine, and we should be focused on what's going on down there. So, Matt, let's talk about that and what you have experienced trying to get interviews, but it sounds like the same thing as me, folks. It's so bad down there, Brazilians are afraid to talk. They're afraid to talk for their own lives and their families' lives. We'll be right back. It's your last chance to own a piece of real history. Your support of InfoWars has made history. We've had the most devastating effects against the globalists, and their whole agenda is in deep trouble. But now it's more important for us to stay on air than ever. And if you don't support us, we will shut down. I am asking you from the bottom of my heart to commit even harder to the support you've given to this fight and to go to InfoWarsStore.com right now and get one of the last signed copies of The Great Reset and The War for the World, my number one worldwide bestseller. You can buy the unsigned book at InfoWars. You can buy it at Amazon, buy it anywhere. But if you want to get the signed copy and be part of a fundraiser to keep us on air at this critical point, if you want to answer our bat signal, please go to InfoWarsStore.com and get your signed copy of The Great Reset and The War for the World right now. I want to thank all of you that did get signed copies, and I want to encourage those of you that didn't to take action now, and please keep us on air. Thank you so much. Please take action. I have been in a 28-year marathon battle with a globalist. I have come from nowhere to the very heights of politics, not just in America, but in the world. We are engaging the globalists at point blank range in the information war. But I don't deserve the credit. Yes, I've persevered. But the listeners and viewers who support InfoWars are the real reason we've had the success. We're having now the greatest victories in the fight against the new order we've ever had. We are now entering the final mile of the marathon. And that's why today it's more important than ever to realize how important you've been in this fight and to continue in the efforts you've been carrying out and to intensify them. God bless you all. I salute you. I thank you. And I beg you to intensify what you're doing now because we are over the target and this grief is happening. The fight is my fight. It's your fight. It's our fight. God bless you all. Infowars.com forward slash show. When Matt Baker walks to a political event, this music just starts singing from the heavens. I don't know what happens. It's, it's kind of weird. It just, so if you hear this, if you're at a city council speech or a political event, you start hearing this music, just know Matt Baker's on his way. All right, Matt. Let's let's get into the situation in, in Brazil. I, I do have a couple headlines here. Former Bolsonaro minister arrested. Uh, 1,400 political prisoners in Brazil. Senator says Lula knew about storm on Congress and must be impeached. Persecuted Brazilian journalist recounts his torture, God, homeland, family, and freedom. They took it all. It's amazing how quickly it has happened, seemingly overnight for the people of Brazil. And I've had the same experience that you were talking about before we hit the last break, where the Brazilians I'm talking to, whether they're citizens, whether they're journalists, 
It's it's not even like I'll ask somebody that's a journalist or reporter, hey, do you want to come on air? They'll say, no, I'm worried about my family right now. Maybe after I get out or my family gets out, we'll be a little more comfortable. Then maybe we'll talk. But even just citizens, even just Brazilians that are friends, I'll send them a message like, hey, what do you think? Or, hey, what's going on? They won't even respond. They won't even say, hey, I don't like what's going on. Or, hey, I don't like Lula. They're so afraid that even sending a text uh, about Lula to an American could get him arrested. Uh, and you're saying you're experiencing similar things. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, I even I even told the guy I was going to record it offline. We're going to do it with with a mask, with shades. And I would I would alter his voice. And originally he was going to do it. And then his wife stopped him from doing it. The guy had four people who were going to do it. Two backed out on the first day. One backed out the second day. The third guy was going to do it. And his wife finally shut him down. Just no go. So it's blackout. You know, and, and, and I love it when people talk about no offense to the Brazilians, because I love you guys, but people are like, oh, this is happening. I mean, this is happening everywhere. Like, that's what happened to the J6 people. You know, they 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 listen to everybody's phone calls. They like you said, they've they've gone back in time and said, oh, the Proud Boys said there's some at some point talking to their homie, like wasn't even about the event. And they're like, well, you were saying this at some point in your, in your life. Like you could be drunk, just texting your friend. Boom. That's now, now, you know, probable cause for you're a terrorist because you popped off one time on a personal text to a friend. Okay. But back to what's going on with them. This all stems back to these damn machines, right? So it's like the rise of the machines. We expected Terminator coming or Tesla bots coming. But they've sent out these these um, Sentinel drones. Are these damn? They're they're using the same um, same voting machines down there. The Dominion voting machines are being used there. They're being used in Arizona. They're being used all over the world. And everywhere they go, they're like they're taking over these different elections. So when we lose our voice, when we lose our ability to vote, when we we lose that ability. They can put in whoever they want, and then whoever they want gets in, and they can pass whatever rules they want. And what's happening in Brazil could very well happen here. Everyone says, it's not going to happen because of the Second Amendment. Well, I've got news for you, okay? When what was going on during during the lockdown and all that, I mean, I'm not saying people needed to get violent, but there was never even the hint of like, oh, well, there's going to be a real resistance. Most of the resistance was just local people parading around with flags. There was no like, hey, dude, back off. This is our rights. Like, we're going to get serious. No militia said anything. No one said anything. And it and, and really... 99% of the people are are so cucked and so pathetic that they're just going to probably roll over and not only roll over, but turn us in. So back to the global resistance. <clears throat> we need to have a global United Nations, United Sovereign Nations. And I this is a message to um, Bolsonaro and Trump. Okay, if you guys are together in the same room, you need to get together with Le Pen and some of these other more nationalist leaders around the world. And we need to gather together our answer to this Davos crap. We need united sovereign nations, okay? Unite for independence. And so we back everyone with their with their local situations to be sovereign countries. We use our, our global strength to help back the, the movement in Brazil, to help back the movement in Canada, to help back the Brexit people or the people waving the Canadian flags and the people waving the Brazilian flags and the people all over the world that are in this fight to maintain sovereignty. What's happening is, is we're in a global attack where they're taking notice everyone that's that's being taken out or is the terrorist is the people waving their national flag. 
Now, we here in America, we don't want Brazil to wave our flag. We're like, yay, Brazil, you're waving your flag. We want Canada to wave their flag. We want to have united sovereign nations. We want to unite together to build this, this independence for all of humanity. And we have to get some kind of group together, some kind of people to actually put together a united force against this, where we can have a global protest, glo globally go pick, pick a local globalist in your area and say, on this day, we're all going to go out and we're going to wave our flags in front of these people's houses and let them know we know who they are and we're a global force. It's not white Americans who are, who are mad because there's too many Mexicans. It's not Brazilians who are mad because of this or that indigenous people. It's, it's the whole world is pissed at the New World Order and we're about to take our planet back and you better freaking watch it. Well, and I too, I mean, it's not just, hey, let's look for some sort of a, a, a global unification over the idea of sovereign nations. At least put up a political wall domestically, like Ron DeSantis says, anything World Economic Forum comes to Florida to die. That message needs to be amplified and echoed throughout the halls of Congress. I mean, that's where it needs to go, at least with the starting point. I think Ron DeSantis puts it right. Anything World Economic Forum comes here to die. Exactly. I actually made a video when the when the WHO World Order was was popping off and they were trying to do the, the um, World Health Organization <clears throat> treaty. I, I put a video out to call on Ron DeSantis to declare Florida a sanctuary state for any World Health Organization stuff. And just to get that in the news, like, oh, my God, Ron DeSantis is declaring it a sanctuary state. Like, yeah, we're 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 going to be the leader in this and everyone else needs to follow anyone who is with the World Health Organization or with the World Economic Forum needs to be banned from public office, period. These people, we we need to just get them completely out of office. Yeah, and and They're I totally look at I look at some of the American politicians that got invited and went and spoke at Davos, including some Republicans. And you know, I don't want to completely cast off Maria Salazar as a good politician, but I mean, you don't play games with a shark, right? You don't play games with a shark. You don't get into a cage with a shark. That's what playing games with the World Economic Forum is like. I mean, eventually. You know, that shark's going to rip your limb off and uh, you're not going to make it out of that cage alive. That's what playing with these globalists is going to be like. So I don't want to judge Maria Salazar and, and some of these others for going there. But but it's getting to a point now where it just needs to be accepted, needs to be culturally understood. Anything World Economic Forum is anti-American. Anything World Economic Forum is anti-freedom and should be looked upon with complete disdain and disregard. Absolutely. <clears throat> if we can't if we can't get past that hurdle, then we're, we're really in trouble. We have to we have to get rid of these damn voting machines. I want to take one. If someone's out there um, and you want to do a live event, I personally, Matt Baker, will show up to your event. I want a Dominion voting machine and a sledgehammer, and I will wail on that thing until it is in dust. We need to make sure people realize we cannot live by these machines. There's a thing we use, it's called counting. It's quite simple. You just count things. You know, when the, in Brazil, they're like, we want the source code. In Arizona, you listen to them when they're trying to break it down. It's, it's ridiculous. They're like, well, we sent it to this one and because of this profile, and because of this and this and this. They make it so complicated that nobody can really wrap their head around. It. That's why you have physical ballots. You count them at your local district. 
You bring them to this local central place where they're all tabulated. Make sure they have chain of custody. And then you say, yes, this is how many we have. This is how many. And you add them up like we used to do back in the day. And then we have actual elections. But it's harder to cheat that way. We can't do that. Then how are we going to cheat and select your leaders for you? And, And by the way, I mean, what a monster that Brazilian minister who goes to the World Economic Forum and says, look at how great we're doing in Brazil. We got rid of the last extremist uh, regime, extremist regime. You're arresting political prisoners. You're starving them out. You're killing them. You're force inoculating them. And then you say that your opposition is extreme. I mean, that is unreal level of gaslighting. And people buy it, man. Every single liberal is all like, it's great. Look at what they did. They got rid of their local Trump. It's like, so, Oh yeah. The guy that I was told to hate, they got rid of him. I feel good. Yeah, we did great. We're we're doing a good thing. You look at those crowds of those Brazilian people and talk about chills up a spine. Like if those people cannot push back this tyranny, we are in serious problems. Like, yeah. You guys, Brazil must must succeed over this. Yeah, we need we to be to we need to be focusing all of, our, all of our energy. We need to be focusing on Brazil and helping Brazil, not Ukraine, folks. We have no interest in Ukraine. We do have interest in a potential serious ally in brazil but of course they get thrown under the bus because of the world economic forum matt baker thank you so much at slave to liberty i am extremely honored to be seen by the globalists as their number one enemy i am blessed to know that our information is so hardcore that the enemies of humanity are obsessed with silencing us they know the truth about their globalist operations is exposed it's game over and all over the planet Humanity is awakening and peacefully fighting back. And our main tool is free speech and the truth we promote using free speech. That's why when you share articles and videos from Band.Video or Infowars.com or Newswars.com, it changes the world. And that's why when you go to Infowarsstore.com and get amazing products that empower you and your body and your immune system and that of your family, you're also empowering the tip of the spear in the fight against the globalist. The fight starts at InfoWars.com. And the support of the fight starts at InfoWarsStore.com. God bless and thank you all for your support.